Oh, we're being cheered for today. Oh, I mean, as we should, as we should. But we're not, we're not as skilled as some of these dance crews. But I don't know. I feel like we could take a few of them. Um. <laughs> Even though I have taken dance classes before, though. Mood. Well, this was like way back when, but like I don't have that chops anymore. But anyways. Mood. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Cup TV Refilled, the currently unnamed podcast where you put the real and the tea in reality, and you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I finally slowed it down so I can finally say it correctly this time, so, right. Yeah, Brandon. Yes. Um, I am Brandon, your professional fangirl of Concert Dragon video games, and today I guess dance, well, was, but now, um, as always, drinking water in my handy daddy cup mug, cup mug, cup mug. Um, because hydration is important. As it absolutely is. And I'm so happy because after months of constantly asking, hey, can we do a refill on America's Best Dance Crew? Hey, guys, I'm going to talk to them into doing a refill on America's <laughs> Best Dance Crew. It's going to happen eventually. And it's now finally here. Note the header. Hi, I'm Brooke, a queer college graduate who plays way too much effing Smash Bros, and also a professional fangirl of America's Best Dance Crew. Um, everybody has that one reality show that they grew up with that was truly their reality show, and mine was by far America's Best Dance Crew. Well, that and Ninja Warrior, but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> No, and not even American Ninja Warrior, the Jap, the original. No, Japanese no, no. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, G4. Um, yes. <laughs> regardless, uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I have a lot of history with this show. I know some people who have been on it. Um, I have talked to a lot of people who have been on it. I never missed an episode back when it was on. I miss it so much. MTV, you have a writer's strike going on. This is the perfect time. Just. <laughs> Just shove it into the fall schedule, or like even the the spring schedule, um, or do reruns back. of this so we don't see ridiculous twenty four seven. Yeah, I forgot we don't have that problem, do they? <laughs> like I don't know why. Again, I don't know why that's a thing. And like with the like not not to break the fourth wall, but the VMAs are coming up, and I'm just like that's the only like music related thing that they air on that <laughs> like on that channel now. I remember when it literally when we were younger, like they had um. It was still trying to be MTV, where they would, like, have musical portions of shows. Yeah, like, they would play I, it in the morning before I go to school. Yeah. I know you aren't a wrestling fan whatsoever, but there was a show on MTV back in the day called Wrestling Society X, and they had a musical guest on every show, and that was, like, 2007, and they were still trying. I don't know when it went from that to ridiculousness with like little snippets of drag race and real friends of WeHo and a few other shows. (laughs) We're not talking about that today. We are talking about America's best dance crew. Okay. For context for me, um, I do remember watching this. I just never like kept up with it. Like as time went on, Mm -hmm. um, I think one of my first seasons I ever watched was in 2011. So that would be season five or season four, one of the two. Um, 
regardless, on the other hand, uh, I have watched every season of America's Best Dance Crew multiple times. Uh, this is back in the day when we had like Dish Network and we DVR everything. And my family like all had like everybody had that one show that they were like, no, you cannot delete this ever. And mine was America's Best Dance Crew. Uh, it stayed on the season three of America's Best Dance Crew specifically stayed on our DVR for like four years. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. Um, but, you know, we're not talking about season three today. We're talking about season one, because if you're going to talk about America's Best Dance Crew, you got to go through its ugly uh, teenage years. That is season one. <laughs> Dear Lord, season one is a... Um, for the most part, a struggle, but there is definitely some, like, really talented groups in here that some of them went on to be extremely successful, and then some of them are Enigma Dance Crew, so I mean... <laughs> <laughs> We're already going there, I see. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is... Truly, this is, like, the first time... I mean, it was the first episode we ever saw... Um, and in case you are one of those America's Best Dance Crew scholar people, and you're like, wait, there was a casting special for season one. Yeah, there was a casting special, but guess what? Try finding footage of that on YouTube. <laughs> Try finding it anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's also episode zero, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a few things we need to introduce because it is the first season. So your host of America's Best Dance Crew is Mario Lopez. Um, this is like either right after he started hosting extra or right before he started hosting extra. So he was like back on the come up. Um, and then your judging panel is, um, <laughs> dear Lord, <not> <laughs> panel. <laughs> this is also the reason why season one of America's best dance crew is so weird because I mean, the first three seasons have the same panel, but they are so bad in season one. <laughs> no, they were, they were, <laughs> mm. So uh, you have Shane Sparks. Uh, if you're not familiar with Mr. Sparks, uh, he is a choreographer or was a big choreographer in Hollywood. Uh, mostly stays in the hip hop lane, but did and did a lot of music videos for a lot of big artists. Then you have War Mama. Uh, you might know her because her lip gloss is cool. Her lip gloss is popping. Uh, you might know her for rating the performance of Jay-Z and Alicia Keys that one time. Uh, oh or you God. might know her for being transphobe. I mean, truly. Yeah. The amount of things you could know little mama for. Oh, and you also might know her for crying that one time on that one rap radio show that I'm forgetting the name of right now. Um, oh, God. That's like a yeah. big throwback. Little mama's career is just... <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh, your final judge, a.k.a. the only person with any sort of name value on this panel, is uh, J.C. Shazay who is most well-known as the fifth most famous member of his boy band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, MTV was like, okay, we're going to pick the cheapest people we can possibly find for America's Best and They did. They did indeed. Name me one J.C. Shazay project since America's Best Dance Career has wrapped up, Brandon. Can you? No, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, JC Chazay was a member of NSYNC. Yeah, there you go. Um, no wonder. So should we dive into these dance crews for this one? Yes. Um, well, 
first of all, I will say, I they never changed the stage for ABDC until season eight because they had to, right? And thank fucking God, because this stage is the best part of the show, honestly. No, really, it um, is. Like, you get the, uh, the, the two metal doors in the back that, like, open and shut. When, where the crews come out on stage, which shows the which hides the backstage, which is like the crew garage, terrible name. Um, and then it's this big circular stage. It's basically a theater in the round uh, stage. Um, and then you have the big uh, screen in the back that has the crew name on it. Um, and then you have the, the banners on the top for each crew, which is also one of my favorite parts of the show, just like the aesthetic of the banners and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the one thing that they have consistently kept from season to season that de- never made the show feel cheap. So I'll give it that. Um, I mean, I, not- lo- I love the design, though, because, like, um, the way it had the, like, a huge round, and then, of course, like, everyone surrounding is just, like, you get a huge view of everything. Like, I hate to compare it this way, but, like, you know how, of course, if you had, if you had a high school pep rally, mm-hmm. like, um, like, since everyone's, like, sitting, like, ev- like, all across like and there's no like front for say yeah so it's just like of course the front is the judges so yeah and uh, but to be fair though they avoid that problem by having the doors that go to the backstage like very clearly be the back area that there isn't an audience it's almost like um it's like a u-shape instead of a true theater in the round kind of thing yeah that makes it have a point of focus to a front where there is, like, a very clear front direction and a very clear back direction, and it does keep, like, the dance aesthetic up a little bit more and makes it feel more like a performance area rather than, like, a platform. Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got nine crews on this first season of America's Best Dance Crew. That number would change rapidly from season to season, so don't get attached and think it's any anything consistent. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, because it's the first week and they can't really vote on anything, but this is also before they had an assurance that the show would be successful so they couldn't just have a vote the second week and send somebody home the second week. Um, this first week's format is so weird. <laughs> it really is. It's so complicated for no reason. Well, mind you, it's their first season, so what are you going to do about it? It's true. Um, so each, so the groups are divided into three groups of three. Um, and then... They perform in those rounds, right? So there's group of three, group of three, group of three. Um, then the judges save the best group from each group of three uh, in between rounds, too, which is also badly formatted. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then at the end, you have those three crews are safe, and then they pick four out of the remaining six crews and make them safe. And then there's a bottom two dance battle in the battle zone featuring Flo Rida. <laughs> that, that's where the budget went to, to book Flo Rida. Truly. Well, this is also at his like peak. Yeah. But before he became that guy in every pop song, he was like doing good stuff as a solo artist here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, are we ready to get into it? Mm. Yes. I'm so excited. All right, so first up, um, the first dance crew that went was Live in Color. Shoot, I forgot where they're from. <laughs> they're from, if I remember correctly, the lovely, lovely, lovely town of Miami, Florida. Um, and Live in Color, when I was younger, right, um, 
we're nowhere near this episode yet, but they had the one performance from the season that I like vividly remember, which we'll talk about it in a few weeks when we get to it. Um, but Live in Color was always that crew that you could definitely tell that the judges really had no idea what to do with because mm-hmm. their style was so unique compared to everyone else. It's like a combination of like Buck and Crump and hip hop that really you only really find in the U.S. in like Miami, Atlanta, like that area of the of the U.S. Um, and also not to be that person, but I am going to be that person. Uh, Live in Color definitely was one of those people that did get pigeonholed into like a bit of a racial stereotype box on this first season of America's Best Dance Crew. Um, and it happens in this episode. Like this is where it starts. Um, because, no, I did kind of see that. I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is when it starts because the first season, I, I think they were trying too hard to make it like a skeezy reality show and also a dance competition and they didn't really find like where the show wanted to go until like episode five of this season and by then it was kind of a little late for like four or five of these crews that are on the show that had already been like shoved into this box um but live and colored comes out uh and also this week's uh whole competition theme is um remixes of popular tracks that the crew is about to choose individually um live and color gets to dance to watch the roll by sean paul which <laughs> talk about songs i forgot existed <laughs> no literally because i was just like oh my god i remember this but at the same time i don't <laughs> also mario lopez his introduction of live and color so weird because the rest of them, it's performing to insert song here by insert song here. Here is insert crew here. And then he goes, performing to Sean Paul's hit, it's live in color. Let's watch him roll. And I'm like, <laughs> no, literally. Gave me the ick. I was like, why? <laughs> Not hip hop. <laughs> no, no, this face is literally, it's a, it's a every reaction beats like, why? So true. But despite the uh, song that was um, a choice, even in 2008, probably a choice, um, they were really good. No, Uh, they were one of my favorites because I I was like, oh, okay. Because I remember watching like clips of this like back when, like, Mm -hmm. they were like one of like the groups i was like oh okay and and of course we'll get into the next one later but Mm -hmm. obviously yeah Yeah. i was very impressed on how they were able to just keep like again like they you saw in their their package like they only had half the choreo done like during their rehearsals and then they were able to like just finish it right before they got Mm -hmm. on yeah and one thing that was really surprising to me watching back um because the dance world that I came from, right, because I did used to do dance ages ago, right, was, like, a clogging hip-hop background, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing that really gets emphasized as a, in clogging specifically, is, like, the overall togetherness and, like, um, you know, you want to make sure you look clean as you possibly can be. And when they're talking about cleanliness and, like, not being able to keep their team, like, together sometimes in performance i'm like y'all are like a crew of six seven people you can't you can't keep yourself at least kind of clean like not even this much um 
But I will say they definitely didn't, they hardly struggled with it in this performance. Uh, it was pretty well together. There were like a few times it was a little out of sync. But it's also one of those things that watching Live in Color, I kind of didn't care. <laughs> no, that's a fair argument. Like it, it was just, it, even if it wasn't like perfectly clean, it felt like they kept your attention, even if it wasn't clean. I think that's something that is difficult to do, but they did it really well. Mm-hmm. No, they did do it really well. Mm-hmm. So, as a whole, in their dance, I th- think I remember watching it. It's pretty good, but of course, like the little bits, I gave this dance, I believe, like a 70, um, 77. Uh, for me, I'm going to give it an 85 because it is the first season, and I do not judge these crews as hard as I will later seasons. <laughs> um, but, True. You know, they didn't know what they were getting into, you know? You hear competition for dance crews that's going to air on MTV and have a $100,000 grand prize, right? Yeah. And we see that when when the team that gets eliminated, we'll talk about them later, but um, when they talk about, oh, we're going to come back next year, that's not how that works, because um, it's a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah it's a TV and show. I, and I feel like they didn't really understand that until, like, again, episode five. Where is when it feels like it finally like sinks together, but so I'm not gonna judge them too hard yet. Uh, but yeah, live in color, eighty five for me this week. Okay. All right. Next up um, is, of course, who we all know, the Jabberwockies. We all knew them back then too, because mm-hmm. people forget, right? A lot of people are like, oh, this is where they became. No, this is not where they became famous. Because they were on America's Got Talent the year before. Yes. And this is also when America's Got Talent is, like, the biggest show in the U.S. It's, like, season two of America's Got Talent. Like, the Terry Fader times. And they were everywhere after that. Like, they were in commercials. They were on TV. Like, they were just dominating the dance world. And... When I heard they were going to... Well, okay, I'll be real. When I saw them on America's Best Dance Crew, because it wasn't like I heard and like instantly was aware, because I'm just eight years old. But um, when I saw them, I was like, oh, that's awesome. They're probably going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and that's their shit, because it, it's kind of like the equivalent of, like, imagine if Drag Race was completely aired live every week, and at the end, the fans got to vote on who won, Shasha Colby would have won season 15, and she did, but she would have won it either way. I mean, like, that name recognition that comes from just being, all like, known to the people on a publicly voted contest is a huge deal. Not to mention, they have the iconic white mask. Occasionally it's red, but most of the time it's, like, white, faceless mask. It's very well-branded, and it's, I, I, I hate to use iconic, what we're going to talk about later, but it's kind of iconic, so... It really is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, yeah. They, uh, so really quick before we get started on this, like, try guessing my first instance of knowing who the Jabberwockies were. Probably, I'm going to say America's Got Talent. No, and this is <laughs> embarrassing to think about. Oh my god. Shake it up. You know, I'll be real, that's not even a bad show. Because, <laughs> okay, also, something we could talk about real quick, because it, it is important. There were so many crews that were on America's Got Talent or America's Best Dance Crew that would just be on to shake it up, right? Because, like, if I can remember off the top of my head, Satare was on Shake It Up, yep. Jabberwockies was on Shake It Up, uh, Poriotics, I and Me, 
uh, Iconic Boys were on Shake It Up, Heavy Impact, Static Noise, uh, like a bunch of teams that were on America's Best Day. Uh, Quest Crew was on Shake It Up. Like tons of people. And then also you have people from Say That You Can Dance. You have like Kent Boyd became a regular on Shake It Up. Yep. Um, tons of people would just show up. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense from a Disney perspective. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that was my first instance. And then literally the next year, I got to see them live in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, Brickscape, who's on this season, also won Shake It Up at some mm. point. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like the, tons of teams that were on the show were on Shake It Up. And also, you know, lots of people that were on the show were on Say They Can Dance, were on America's Best, uh, were on uh, America's Got Talent, like world of dance that came way later had a few mm-hmm. of that yeah the whole the whole dance. reality competition pipeline just like goes mm-hmm. like on and on and on yeah especially with the dance shows like specifically because it's pretty rare that you'll get somebody who's been on american idol and the voice and like you know that kind of thing it's happened a few times Nothing... it's a few times but with the yeah, dance but... crews like they go everywhere right. they're everywhere all the time and, and it does show, like, it is harder, I would argue, to be a successful dancer than it is to be a successful singer and a successful musician. And it's part of the reason I love this show so much, because it brings, like, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, so so backtrack to this. Um, in the Jabberwockies package, like, yes, they say that they were from San Diego, but they're actually, like, all over the Southwest. Yeah, like, it, it's straight up and down California, and it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, especially when you consider back then how relevant they were coming into this. I feel like a lot of people just didn't know that because on America's Got Talent, it was mostly just guys in masks do good hip hop dance. <laughs> and you know, no, literally, yeah, literally. Um, it's also before like anyone but like five people got a backstory on America's Got Talent. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so they perform to a mix featuring "Apologize" by Timbaland and Wonder Republic. That's a song I remember. Um, oh, and... that, that's a well-known one, so. Yeah, it, it's a good one. Um, It was good. It was good. Was not my favorite of the week, but it was good. Yeah, surprisingly not my favorite of the week, but I still, like, love what they did because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can. Because um, at the time, because, like, I knew what they were capable of because, um, like, I watched them before watching this. Mm-hmm. So um, seeing, like, how they, like, came up with this compared mm-hmm. to what I was used to, I was just like, Huh, okay. It's so. really different for them, too. And a, a lot of people, like, romanticize their America's Best Dance Crew one, because spoilers, they're going kind of far. Um, you know, you get a lot of that. But in reality, I don't think anybody even had them as, like, the front runners until, like, late in the season, uh, where they were, like, consistently performing. Well, there was another crew, which we will talk about, <laughs> that was phenomenal the entire season and everybody thought they were gonna win we'll talk about it but um you know but yeah jabba like this is they kind of faded into the background a little bit for me this week Not they did lie. they really did yeah. um that's kind of crazy saying in retrospect because now like they've been performing in vegas forever at this point mm-hmm. so yeah no yeah um, so um i i gave um jabbawockies a 80 for me like mm-hmm. um i gave them a 78 mm-hmm. so, yeah, okay so fairly close yeah and then finally uh the last group uh the first group the last crew in the first group of three was fish and chicks who were honestly when i was younger i remember them being in the bottom a lot 
but maybe that was just my child brain because you know whatever but why was this a lot better than i remember it being no this was actually like i liked this yeah. one i really liked this one yeah so uh fishing chicks is a all-female crew also on the west coast um and it's really interesting because one they performed a freaking wine up by cat Luna, which is like another one of those 2000s one hit wonders that went away um i wouldn't say it went away because i still hear it a lot in the club a lot so i don't go clubbing very often so that doesn't make sense um there. Yeah. <laughs> sorry but sorry like, about that <laughs> um, yeah. um but i mean it was relevant at the time so sure um but like yeah fish and chicks for what it was because i will say their choreography was kind of fine it wasn't anything crazy this week um and there was that little slip up with the flip into uh i think it was lauren that screwed that up and i'm not sure yeah um yeah but i mean again for the most part they were pretty solid from top to bottom um they were a lot better than than the other <laughs> yeah just <laughs> judging from like as the episode went on for me because like the, the first group was like very cohesive because like for me at least all three of them are great yeah and then the second group um and then the third group was a mixed bag yeah um, very mixed bag so but yeah uh fishing chicks were solid uh and it was also really nice to watch them perform because i had completely forgotten how good they were um so yeah yeah, because uh, I remember specifically, like, that, that one flip that you talked about was, like, yes, it was, like, a little mix-up, but they still recovered, like, very fast. Yeah. Like, which, like, in a dance crowd, obviously, you have to, like, be quick on your feet, literally. But Yeah. Um, I gave this one a 75. Um, I give them a, a 75 as well. Uh, they, were de- they were the weakest out of the first group, but, again, that's not saying a lot because the first group, in general, was, like, great from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So after this, um, they do get into their first um, judges pick, but we're going to get into that a lot later because I want to talk about all the groups first and then we'll yeah. reveal who are the top three. So from the judges. Yeah. So next we got group two. <laughs> Dear Lord, group two. Okay, first, okay, let's not say group two because there is one really good performance in group no, two. No, there was, there was. There was, and then the other two were just... And luckily, we get to start with the good one. So uh, we got Status Quo. Uh, they are from Boston. It's implied to be like inner city Boston in their package. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's heavily implied. Heavily um, implied, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did talk about it too, like themselves. So yeah. Um, but yeah, Status Quo for me when I was younger, I remember this routine specifically because not only did they come out, they're performing to. Of all songs, Good Vibrations by, by Marky Mark, which was like, okay, was it relevant in 2008? Probably not, but sure. <laughs> but, I mean, he's from Boston, so sure. Yes. I think um, that's part of the reason why they, they picked it. Yeah. Um, but also, just the amount of stunts that were in this routine is insane. Um, the very end of the routine, you have Enoch doing that massive uh backflip now to be fair little mama referred to it as a handspring back tuck not what it was but um (laughs) yeah okay also quick sidebar something you will notice on this season of america's best dance crew the judges do not know what the fuck they're talking about they they don't they (laughs) They really don't. don't um 
I mean, to be fair, Shane does a little bit, like this much. <laughs> this much. Like, this much. <laughs> the other two. Can, can, can we get the Amanda picture real quick? <laughs> yes. I we just uploaded this before we started, but <laughs> that's literally the other two. <laughs> Literally. For those of you who are not on YouTube, it is a picture of Amanda from the challenge doing a big shrugged face with a big grimace on her face. Um Yeah, status quo was fantastic. Uh they were also had like a zombie theme to their routine. Which I loved. Yeah. Um it really gave me artistic energy because all the other crews were just themselves, which is fine. You know, you want to establish the brand. But also, it showed that status quo was, like, creative and unique and didn't want to be, like, every other crew on the show. And that was a really big thing that I think set them apart early on in the show. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, like, they still were able to bring some of their style, but still use this concept that really worked well. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that they were able to bring, like, this to, like, what they're not as familiar with, but still do Mm -hmm. what they do. Exactly. Um, scores? Um, I gave this a 85. Um, I also gave it an 85. Uh, this was my favorite performance of round two by a country mile. <laughs> by a country mile. I'm, I see that we're going to be having similar scores compared to how we were on Drag Race. <laughs> okay, we're on Drag Race. Drag is very subjective, okay? No, it is. There's, like, an objective right and wrong, and, like, and while you can always have your favorites that you, like, want to do better, and, like, you think were more entertaining than others there is always a like correct way to do something and a wrong way to do something and speaking of wrong way to do something here's fem5 (laughs) (laughs) so fem5 uh also a female dance group and would you guess that there's five members in their group who'd have thunk um just moved from chicago to los angeles they're trying to pursue a career in dance i wonder how that turned out for them and i don't mean that as a group but like individually i wonder if any of them became successful like actually mm-hmm. um because they're not bad <laughs> they're not bad they're really not, they're not bad. bad they are all very talented performers and they are very good at hairography they are very good at just being on stage they have a very good presence the problem then comes <laughs> with the fact that they have to choreograph themselves. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to do that. <laughs> no, yeah, they don't. Um, and I felt bad because I was just like, um, if if you're like a dance crew that knows how to do like pre-choreography, like I love that for you. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you're trying to be your own, you got to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to throw in these like, b-boy tricks and the like just a ton of things that they don't do right because their first week right because they we didn't we didn't watch the casting special obviously but we did see clips in their package where it was like they stayed in their pocket and they did well right and they did well from what i remember i mean again i was eight years old but you know from what i remember they did well but here Especially when compared to groups like Status Quo, like Live in Color, like another group we're going to talk about later who absolutely murdered this episode. Um, they really fell back, like, significantly to the point where I was like, y'all, y'all. Mm. Not to mention, they were also performing to Do It Well by Jennifer Lopez, which 
did not fit the number they were going for. Did not. It really did not. I was so confused. I was just like, where is this supposed to be going? Like, no joke. I remember like zoning out, rewatching this. I was just like, what is this? Yeah. They ain't the only one. But like, it was just so meh. Eh. It it was it was fine. Like they they were okay, yeah. but I wasn't like not blown away by it because like like you said, like they they were trying to do things differently because they had to choreograph on their own. So I'll give them that, but at the same time, like they should have like came in knowing how to yeah. like know what they did. Um, I gave this a sixty four. Uh, I went lower than you. I gave him a fifty. Okay, um, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I was being generous, so. Let's go average dance competition routine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so moving on from Fem 5, we are somehow getting worse. Um, <laughs> so welcome to Enigma, everyone. Uh, dear Lord, how? Just, just how? How do we go? From then having one of the best performances in the casting special, because theirs is like one of the very few routines I can find, right? Um, from the casting special to this mess on stage. <laughs> I haven't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Context it was a picture of Eva Destruction, um, yeah, from, yeah. from Dragon. <laughs> The side eye, everyone. The, the very. Yeah. Um. So in their package, there's apparently been some drama that has went on. They have lost one of their members, Jody. Which, Jody, I think you are very happy you did not have to participate in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe breaking the rules did kind of help you in a way. Yeah, because she pulled a Willem. Like, before Willem did it, she had conjugal visits from her ex, so power to you, queen. <laughs> but, um, on the first season of America's, the first week you're there, too. Yeah, literally. I was like, the first season. Yeah. So, for context, Enigma is from upstate Florida, uh, more specifically, if I remember correctly, Tampa. Um, home of uh, Bush Gardens and not much else. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that one weird. It was not part. well. Uh, Tampa's not upstate. Um, it's like mid-state. Mid-state, yeah. Yeah, mid-state. Um, but like, I don't think there are words to describe how much I felt like I was at like a peewee hip hop competition. Not peewee. <laughs> just saying because you're not wrong. But I'm just what like, did uh... they do, Brandon? You are on America's Best Dance Crew. Okay, you are one of nine teams that has made the cut for this first season. Okay, you have a whiny man leading your crew. Okay, which the one time I have ever liked Little Mama on this show was this episode where she <laughs> looks at Mouse and she reads him so hard. Um, talking about how you're jealous of the guy Matt and your crew, you're jealous of uh, Jody because. Uh, Jody's boyfriend because you can't be with her and all of a sudden they're mess. You're leading your crew terribly. And I'm over here like, yeah, you tell him little mama. You tell him. No, literally. I was just like, oh, she's going in. So yeah, so and I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. They performed I'm So Hood by DJ Khaled. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. And the way Mar- Mario introduced it, I was just like, what? 
yeah, again, Mario Lopez, another one of the rough things about this first season of America's Best Dancer. Because <laughs> he would stay with the show, right? Like, he was on the show the entire run until season uh, eight, the one that happened after the break. And he got a lot better over time, but this first season is rough for him. Which is understandable. First season, so mm-hmm. I can't, like, at the same time, I was just like, the way he pronounced DJ Khaled, I was just like, oh. <laughs> then again, um, I still, I I even forgot that DJ Khaled had, like, tracks in the mid-2000s, like, at that mm-hmm. time. Because, of course, I, we know about All I Do Is Win, but, yeah, like, that's great. But I didn't know about this one beforehand. So yeah, I think all I do is one would have been funnier. But I don't no. know. I'm supposed, well, that song didn't come out yet. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying it would have been a funny choice. True. I, I mean, well, to be fair, I'm so good. It's also very funny. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but Lord, uh, Shane said it was the most boring Regina that he was not wrong. Not wrong. Not wrong. There was nothing interesting about it. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I need tricks. I need like something like that you know like it doesn't have to always be like the b-boy moves or the crazy backflip or any of that mess. but give me something to work with please no yeah i, I was like uh this this was not it um score do i want to say it do it do it because i'm gonna do it broken cup Yay! Um, I was just gonna plead, but I'll also give it a broken cup because I don't know how many times we're gonna get to do it on this show. Well, I did it because oh, you, no. you were the creator of the broken cup. That is true. Uh, no, actually, I'm gonna plead because there is something else that's getting a broken cup later on. <laughs> oh, oh wait, wait. Okay, all right. Well, you also are you pleading or broken cupping? I, I'm still broken cupping. Yeah, so, it's fair. But I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> So, thank the Lord, we are now out of group two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we are now in group three, which was better, but not great. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, we start out with Iconic. Um, I love Iconic. I have always been a big fan. Um, just because, one, they were really, they were a big fan favorite on the season two. But also, oh, they were. but the judges hated them for no reason. Um, but the other thing is that they eventually would spawn the iconic boys, which was like a very big part of like season six, I think, of America's Best Dance Crew, way down the line. Um, but truly, this routine was so good, and I hated the fact that the judges didn't like it. <laughs> I know. I was so sad. I was just like, this is amazing. Like, one of the, like, one of my favorites of the of like this week, I was just like, exactly. I was just like, how are they not seeing what we're seeing? Well, because okay, so for context, when they're performing a cyclone by Baby Dash, right? Which classic mid two thousands, we're here for it. But more important, more like relevant to this though, is that Iconic is not strictly a hip hop group, right? Mm-hmm. And historically, on America's Best Dance Crew, if you are not a hip hop group, you do not typically do very well. No, yeah, um, no. Now, again, this was the first time, you know, and now, to be fair, Iconic did do hip-hop, right? But it was also a little bit of modern and a little bit of Broadway and a lot of theatricality. And apparently, when you do hip-hop in a zombie outfit, that's great. But when you do not hip-hop with umbrellas, and sure, that's bad. Like, I I don't know what they wanted from them. 
No, yeah. I was like, hmm. Like, they knew what they were doing, but the judges were like, what is this? Like, yeah. So they're, they're performing with like a, a thunderstorm aesthetic. They have umbrellas in their hands the entire routine. Um, and the only knock I can say about it is at the very end when they're opening the umbrella, the umbrella inverts. But like, I can't, that's not really their fault, but it is a prop thing. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, I thought this was a really good performance and I'm baffled as to why the judges didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked. I was just like, again. But I gave this one um, a 79. Um, I gave it a 78. So I think we're like right there with each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was very confused. I was just like, this is... <laughs> but yeah. Do we want to talk about the next one? We kind of have to. <laughs> so, okay, for context. Okay, I, I, there's going to be a lot of context in this episode because we do have to establish the America's Best Dance Crew mythos here. Okay? Pretty much every season of the show has what I would call the novelty act. Okay? And it doesn't necessarily mean they're like the joke contestant. Okay? If anything, the joke contestant this season was Enigma. But, mm-hmm. um... The novelty act is the performance that is dancing plus something, okay? So, like, later on, we'd have Saltare, which was dancing plus jump ropes. We had Jagged, which was pole dancing. We had, I hate saying this, we had Dynamic Edition, which was clogging, which for MTV, they considered that novelty, which is dumb and awful. Um, but Interesting. Yeah, uh, but we have, we have novelty acts pretty much every season of the show. And Break Skate is this season's novelty act. Uh, I really don't want to talk about them. I'm not a fan. I never have been. Um, Because there is something that gets lost here. Every time. No, it really does. I was just like, where is this going? And I'm like, not getting this. They are so popular in the fandom. They are like up here level popular in the fandom it's like there are like three groups in the season that i think people like like more than them typically and then it's breaks i'm like how like don't get me wrong like i love their tricks like that's Mm -hmm. what they're known for but for a dance crew yeah like this isn't like like for a stunt show i would love it but for a dance show like where's the dance they're just so I'm going to say one note, like, it, it's the same thing every week. And I know this is the first episode, so we shouldn't be sick of it. But as someone who remembers this going on and wanting them to go home every week, I was just sitting here, I'm like, what is, what changes? There's nothing, like, it's unique. But I, just because something is unique does not make it good, like, I'll give them creativity points, but that's about all I can give them because yeah, only creativity of, points. So yeah, I mean they're performing to "Get It Shawty" by Lloyd, which forgot the song existed. Not gonna lie. Um, and then you also just have like in general, it's a lot of flatness. It gave me like honestly, it gave me thirty-year-old men at a dance circle when they're visiting New York. Like that's what it gave me. I'll no, literally, it. that's what. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And is this where you're going to give it? No. We're, it's going to happen. Not the next routine. Not the next routine. Do not worry. Okay? You will know it when it happens. Okay. Okay. 
I think I know what you're talking about then. All right, but yeah. um, I would have to plead for this one, unfortunately. I'm also going to plead for this one, because... So but finally... The, but thankfully... The night is saved. The night is saved. <laughs> because you get Kaba Modern, who... I'm not going to lie, they're probably in my top three crews that have ever been on the show. I love them that much. They're incredible. Um, performing to a mix of Technologic by Daft Punk. Well, not really. They barely performed to Technologic. <laughs> well, the fir- like, first part was something different. I forgot what it was, but then it, gets in- it goes into Technologic. So, would you believe me if I told you, I looked it up, right, to try to figure out what they mixed it with, and it's apparently just a soundbite. It's not even part of an actual song. Oh. Yeah. Um, and they did that, like, pretty much everything in this episode, outside of, like, the singing in the rain part of uh, Iconic's performance, is that exact same thing. Uh, just a bunch of sound bites that got thrown together with the song. No, because um, were, were they able to remix it themselves? No, the show remixed it for them. They would tell them, like, what they wanted, and the show would remix oh, it. Oh, okay. That, all right. For this performance, they could do that. For... Pretty much every other season after the fact, it was not how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but College Modern, they are a college crew, which you don't... I don't think we got a ton of them on uh, ABDC over time. Really, they're one of very few that I can remember. Um, as not to say college age, they're literally like... I don't know if you ever watched the sing-off, but like they would have like crews that were just like the blah, blah, blah blanks that were from a school... Copa Modern is like the dance crew from UCR. No, yeah, sing, yeah. Sing Off was a very one-off where it's just like all acapella groups. So, hey, Pentatonix did that. <laughs> and, and no, no, because like, but the thing is with like, aside, like quick, quick side note, because like when, when you think about all the acapella groups, everything came from like colleges. And then yep. when Pentatonix did like their own thing, I was just like, but aside from that, like, yeah, seeing like Copa Modern being like one of the college groups of the entire like. Of this mm-hmm. entire like contestant pool, like that's impressive. They're the only ones on this season. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of another one that was like a college contestant. Like off the top of my head, it probably happened. I'm just blanking, but I do remember vividly, like during this time period, right? A lot of people said it was like a two horse race between Crop and Modern and Status Quo. After this first episode, like, my sisters were talking, like, oh, one of them's gonna win, and all this other mess. Because Kaba Modern ate this the fuck up. Yeah, this was my favorite dance of the week. This like, is my favorite performance of... I'm debating if I want to say of the season, because it's in contention. It, it's one of my favorite performances in the history of the show, I can say that much. Um, and it's in the first week! <laughs> They're like, okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna come out here, we're gonna show all these crew up, because we're going last... And then we're going to be better than all of them. Um, significantly so, I might add. Um, because you get some B-girling going on. You get some, honestly, some of the best ISOs that I have ever seen. Like, the most fluid maneuver in the show. Um, and, you know, it bums me out that um, Carbon Modern does not get the recognition that they should from the fan base a lot of the time because they were incredible and they always always were the season. Yeah, they were great. I was like, like my my again that mouth to the ground. That's how like I was amazed. Like I was amazed. They're incredible. Uh, my cup is full. No, my cup is also full. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So 
that finishes off the main performances of the week. Um, so the first round, the crew that got saved was Live in Color. The second round, it was Status Quo. And the third round, it was Cobble Modern. I agree with all three of those selections. No, yeah, I agree with all of this. Like, of course, like me watching, like, pre- like me knowing, like, who won the season. I'm not going to say who, but, like, mm-hmm. I was actually surprised. But at the same time, I was not. Because, like, when you have two top-tier groups in the first – well, all three of them were great in the first group. So yeah. it was probably hard to begin with to, to like see who was gonna like get at. So um the this I agreed with one thousand percent. So I was like very impressed. I could have seen them maybe doing Jabberwockies over Live in Color, because I think they were both like pretty solid from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, like it was a two it was fifty fifty there either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was very clear that status quo was the best in group two. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they even said it too. And then Copper Modern ate up everybody. So yeah, they, they were they were the best of the week, not to mention best of group three. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So then we get to the part where they're announcing the safe crews out of the six that are left. So as a reminder, that would be Jabberwockies, Fish and Chicks, Fem Five, Enigma, Iconic, and Breakskate. So they start off and they say Jabberwockies and Breakskate are safe, and I'm like. You know, I'm not mad, but I'm a little irritated at it. <laughs> yep. And then Fish and Chicks is safe. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Everything's going great. So your bottom three are Fem5, Enigma, and Iconic. And at this point, I'm like, well, okay, Iconic is very clearly safe because they were the best group. And you, can hear, and you, you can hear the crowd chanting. Yeah, they're going, Iconic iconic and you can leave and see i don't know if you ever look but the girls in fem 5 were just like yeah mm-hmm. no yeah i, I did <laughs> enigma, the, the, the main dude in enigma looked mad <laughs> like, yes looked so pissed and then fem 5 is safe you know i was shocked like i was like wait excuse me me the f the actual f so our bottom two is Enigma and Iconic for some reason. Um, and it wasn't even like one of those things with Enigma where they just got red up and down. Like Iconic for the most part, they're just like, it was good. It wasn't like great, but it was good, right? And then they're in the bottom over a group. One that they said was boring because they said Fem5 was boring and safe, right? And then also they're in the bottom over a group that the judges were kind of meant on like break skate. And like, I was so confused. <laughs> Going back on Fem Five, there was one I, I forgot who the judge was, but made the comment about um the matching underwear, and I was just like, "What does that have to do with anything?" Transparks, transparks. <laughs> mm. I was just like, "Why?" Yeah, like I was like, "Not relevant," but mm-hmm. you do you, I guess, because like you can tell like everyone was wearing panties, and then one was wearing boxers. I was just like, "Okay." That's- matter what they're wearing no yeah it shouldn't matter i was just like like the fact that was the one comment that stuck out to me i was just like really if it's if it's like a costume thing where you're talking about like oh your outfit doesn't coordinate well here right that's one thing but you're literally talking about somebody's underwear which is covered up uh, on top of that which was really sus but i mean i'll be honest i think the reason they didn't put them five in the bottom is because they knew they'd probably go home and i don't want to be that team that, like that person, but Fem Five had time to choreograph a routine for this week. Even if they don't have experience doing it, they at least have time to do it. 
them in this particular format, which is like improv team battle, like a, a traditional hip hop battle for, for mm-hmm. yeah, they would have probably lost. And, I, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about it because I don't think they should have been in the bottom. I think they were my third worst of the week, but. There's but, only some, but yeah, because I agree. Because like I don't agree with iconic being here, obviously, because mm-hmm. it should have been either like my my bottom three would have been Enigma, um, Fem Five, and um, Breaks. Yeah, my exactly my exact same bottom three. My bottom two would have been Enigma and Breakskate. Just for transparency, um, but yeah, so it's Enigma and iconic in the bottom. The crowd was mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Um, And then, so we get told that it's going to be uh, a duel in the battle zone. Right? Trademark pending. <laughs> with, <laughs> with them performing too low, performed live by Flo Rida. Which, at the time, that was a huge hit. Because no, Flo it was Rida, a huge, that was a huge and, deal. Yeah. Um, so... We come back from the commercial break and <laughs> Flo Rida is rapping over the track. It's not even him performing. It's literally him talking over the actual song, not even like a, like a, like an instrumental version. Um, he's barely there. So it starts and Enigma does their opening bit. It's like cool, I guess. K. <laughs> and then and then everything falls apart. <laughs> no, this was hard to I, watch. I'll be honest, this was very hard to watch. I was just like, "What is going on here?" Like from both, like I'll be honest, from both teams, I was just like, "Yeah, what is happening here?" So traditionally, in a hip hop battle, you have the dancers do their thing on one side, and then there's a break in the song, and then the next team goes, and then it goes back and forth twice, right? At least twice. However. They forgot to do two very important things. One, make sure both teams know how the structure of this thing works. And number two, give some sort of indication as to when teams should swap, right? Because experienced crews that, like, regularly battle can do that. Like, to be fair, Enigma does a pretty good job of that this entire time. Iconic, on the other hand, who are not a battle crew, like, they're very much, like, stage performers, right? Don't get how this thing works. Mm-hmm. To the point where there's like a full 10 seconds of just dead stage. No, literally. I was like, and, is no one going to do anything? Yeah. And then you have Noel from Enigma count Iconic in on stage. I love that, though. I actually love that, though. I love it for him. Mm-hmm. I respect the hell out of him for it. But dear God... <laughs> And to be fair, when they started dancing, Iconic was good. They were great. Because they very clearly choreographed it before the show. But And then you get the the bounce back. And Enigma's dancing all over Iconic at this point. Uh, I, I can't even describe this. The best word I can use for this is a car crash. Like, it is truly a car crash. No, I agree because I was like, oh, this is can can this end yet? Um, so to be fair, in the future, whenever they did battles on the show, they had like an air horn that they would like 
put in between each segment. And that worked. And th- this kind of thing never happened on the show ever again. And I think they knew because if it did happen again, they probably would get even worse for it. And Because this first time it was kind of like, okay, it's the first episode. Train wrecks will happen. But it just did not go well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we, th- we go back. The judges decide who goes home out of the two teams. And I'll be real. There was this much part of me thinking... That maybe because of them randomly being in the bottom here, that iconic was gonna go home. But thank God, <laughs> sense and logic prevail here. Um, okay, bye, Enigma. <laughs> bye. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, they can go. I'm, I'm not like too worried that, because like I think the right team left. Yeah, I mean for sure. Um. As much as we didn't like break skate, I'll be real. At least they were coherent. Yeah, they were. Like performed. I mean, I don't want to say at this level, but they performed at a higher level than Enigma did. Um, and there's comments on the YouTube, and one of them says, "I just don't think they were at the level to compete on the show." And I agree. Um, you know, they probably they probably had like successful battles in that Tampa area. I don't know how successful of an area that is for dance, but like you know, just because you are a good battle crew does not mean you should be on America's Best Dance Crew. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that America's was that, Best and Dance and then of course, in dramatic fashion, their banner falls. Yeah, and also something that's really fun: the banner falls, right? And, like, two members of their team dance their way out, which is, like, what you're supposed to do, right? And then the other four just, like, walk angrily and bitterly, and one of them scoops up the flag. And I'm like, y'all, I know it was a lot of money, but, like, you can at least give yourself a little bit of positive screen time. Like, this much? Yeah, this much. Like, yes, you had drama going on with, like, the person leaving, but at the same time, you're on TV. Like, make the best of it. Um, and, you know, for perspective, right, Enigma's one of those crews that after the show, I haven't heard word one about, you know. I've heard a little bit about Noel, because Noel ended up being in Step Up later, like, down the line, as, like, a background dancer. But outside of that, like, nothing. Not a thing. And, um... Again, I checked the comments here. Apparently, Jody, the person that was not in the group anymore, like, teaches dance in uh, that area now as, like, a dance teacher. Oh, love that. But everyone else, question marks across the board. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, again, it was 2008. It's been 15 years since the season aired. I hope there, like, he is, like, Mouse has worked through his anger issues and is, like, a happy person now. I doubt it, but I hope for him. No, I, I really want them to, like, get back to, like, where they were. Like, as in, mm-hmm. like, just doing what they enjoy rather than just, like, be bitter. Because, like, again, it showed in, like, what happened on Teeth, like, what they were trying to, like, portray. And, of course, like, all that time, it did not go well, like, once they got on TV. So. Exactly. Alright. So, yeah, that's uh, the first episode of the first season of America's Best Dance Crew. Uh, Brandon, how fun was it going back down memory lane already? I, I'm having a great time. No, this was good. Like, um, again, I I never watched, like, season one in full. 
like mm-hmm. for good reason probably but at the same time i was just like now like watching it again i was just like oh wow like there's like some good teams in this like copper modern like mm-hmm. like my early favorite right now for sure um and you know you're probably wondering wait isn't this normally when the challenge usa gets uploaded to this channel and also, isn't that normally Brandon and Brooke, too? Just the two of them? Well, fun viewer, in case you were wondering, uh, we have an updated uh, upload schedule for you just for these two uh, things. So Tuesday, uh, today, uh, September 5th, this is going up, uh, is going to be America's Best Dance Crew. Next week, next Tuesday, is going to be the Challenge USA Season 2. Uh, and we're covering two episodes a week because there's not a lot that goes on in an hour for of the challenge to cover once a week and also because after this first week we don't have to establish who these crews are anymore and we can hopefully carve in two episodes of america's best dance crew in an episode yes um, yeah so next week we'll be back with some challenge usa and the week after that we're going to be looking at hopefully episodes two and three of season one of america's best dance crew which yay i'm excited <laughs> um truly i actually am i'm okay I'm good forever and i'm so happy we were finally getting the dance too um no i'm glad that you like brought this idea up because again like i remember watching america's best dance crew like way back when but i wasn't like invested like you were however like i was still like in the loop on some things because like again i used to do dance um fun fact um when i used to live in new york i was part of the national dance institute oh wow so um Currently. I, I was only there for two years, unfortunately, because um, after that I moved, so I couldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, I found a new passion for music. So exactly. Um, and then from where I come from, like I mentioned, I used to take dance lessons. Both of my sisters were dancers longer than I was, um, and they danced up until they were in like late high school, college age. Um, so I went to a lot of. I knew I watched all the dance shows and. You know, hopefully this is a uh, little test to see if uh, America's Best Dance Crew goes well. If maybe we can uh, pull another dance show out of our hat at some point. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to watch uh, the next time we talk about America's Best Dance Crew Season 1, a.k.a. The Hot Mess Express, then go ahead and uh, a subscribe, a follow, uh, a share, uh, a save, depending on whatever app you're on watching this lovely uh podcast episode of the cup tv refilled um if you are on youtube make sure to punch that notification bell uh so you get updated to all of our stuff we're talking about uh abdc the challenge big brother project runway survivor tons of things on this lovely channel of ours and if you like our drag race stuff and you want to get updated on that go follow us on the cup uh the cup pod over there on our main channel that just talks about a lot of drag race um we're covering like literally every franchise and it's like honestly we love it like we love Again, it we are thrilled that holland no longer exists and that is all i have to say about that. um yeah um so if you want to do any of that just go ahead and follow us and also if you want to follow us elsewhere you can follow us on twitter down below uh in the uh runner at the bottom of the screen and you can also follow the podcast itself at the cup pod on anywhere you find your social media and of course, uh, if you want to buy that lovely cup mug, the cup mug, cup mug, you can shop at lanagcreations.etsy.com, and you can buy that. You can buy some other cup merch, and you can buy some non-affiliated merch because all of that will support us and 
allow us to continue to provide this uh, content for you guys. So, um, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye now. What other than me thinking about how bad Enigma was so... <laughs> oh, we're going to be thinking about it for two weeks. Um... Oh, boy. But, yeah. Bye. It's all great. Goodbye.